I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on Chaotic Normal, after the Sturge was attacked by the giant kraken at sea outside the weird kelp, the crew managed to find their way aboard the merchant ship and make their way to the imperial town of Port Providence. There, the crew of the Sturge, or what remained of them, tried to figure out uh, what to do with all of the money and perhaps find a new ship. It was there that they found a potential investor, but in order to win his money and perhaps a new ship, they would have to put on a performance of sorts. Today, we witnessed the performance that would change the lives of these crewmates forever. Will they win over the hearts of the potential investor? Or will they flounder and continue to have to mutiny their way to the top? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. step out uh, through the halls following uh, Salmond and out onto a stage. The curtain is currently, or like the room's right behind the stage. The curtain is currently drawn uh, and you like kind of peek out and you see there's basically like the front curtains and then there's the back curtains that you're behind. So there's like a stage that's kind of currently cloaked in curtains. Uh, Salmond says, just as soon as you're ready, I'll pull the, cur- I'll pull the curtains on stage. Um, who's your first act? Or are you all together? Uh, I mean, I'll in, be introducing everyone. I think the first act should be probably Danny here. Um, of course, the final act will be Zelnern and his great smashing coconut. Oh, yes! <laughs> uh, Salmon looks then and says, this used to be a house of quality uh, performances, <laughs> theaters, operas. Um, and it will be once again, of course, once we, you know, Re, uh, reinvigorate the, li- the life of the theater. All right. Well, I will announce you, and then it'll be for you to come out and introduce yourselves. Mm. Uh, he steps out through the curtains, and you hear the first curtains pulled, and you hear uh, a man's voice, an older gentleman, saying, Well, Salmond, what have we today? 
anything is it an operatic is it a, another singer i can't handle another singer you know they bring nothing but uh, trouble to the town uh and you hear sound saying no my uh my gracious patron of the arts it is a uh <clears throat> traveling carnival of sorts and you hear the man kind of perk up oh do they have beasts no we could oh. have beasts <laughs> you find yeah behind the you're like we could have beasts uh and then you hear Celeste, uh, can you can you make beasts <laughs> yeah Rubert, yeah yeah have, do you know how to cast illusions Rubert? I can. Uh, I do. Perhaps we do uh, have beasts. <laughs> you hear Gellin Primewater saying, "Well, I'm excited to see the Herax." Um, I whisper to Rubear, "I'm like, do you have a big hello?" Of course. Announcing. <laughs> uh, you, you hear the reedy man's voice announcing. What's your favorite? The Aristo crabs. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Rubert, the name needs work. <laughs> Hello, ladies and jellyfish. Uh, Gellin, or sorry, not Gellin, uh, Salmon kind of peeks his head behind the curtains. That was your cue. You're on. I'm going on. You're in my way. <laughs> uh, you shuffle past him, and Salmon sits behind or sits down in the uh in the chairs in the front row and you step out and you see that uh gellin primewater has a chair out and because it is open air uh but it's got like a it's got like an amphitheater uh set up it's sunken into the ground and you see that gellin is sort of sitting in the middle uh while he is a patron of the arts you see he's clearly busy and distracted with other things uh he does have a stack of papers next to him clearly uh results from the town council meeting he was just at and uh, is currently holding something in his hands that he's reading through. Um, as soon as you look at Gellin Primewater, the pirate in you screams, Rob, this man. Uh, he is a dapper older gentleman. His beard is neatly trimmed, and his wardrobe is wealthy. He wears a uh, broad-rimmed cavalier hat with a uh, brilliant uh, blue plumage in it, and... Uh, it's just oh God. clear that this man has incredible amounts of wealth. He is actually the wealthiest person in all of Port Providence. Uh, <laughs> he's still like looking over a ledger as you step out. <clears throat> Good evening, ladies and jellyfish. May <laughs> I speak for all of us in the great aristocrats when I say you are in for a treat tonight. And as he said, aristocrats, I conjure um, wild shape, so crabs come out, and one jumps on uh, prime waters. Sorry, Clarity, you're doing doing what to do that? Wild shape. It allows me to... Turn into an animal. No, no, no. It also allows allows me to bring one as, like, a face spirit, as a wild companion. You can use find familiar. Or Or summon beast also does that. Wild shape lets you turn into animals. Summon beast lets but I also have Wild Companion. I have no it's idea who that is. It's one of the Oh, new that's ones. the new Tasha's one, yeah. It, it sounds like quite familiar. But... So it's a real crab. What is Wild Companion? Pause. I need to see what this is. <laughs> yeah, let's see, basically cast Find Familiar. Uh, without... Instead of yeah. Wild Shape? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so as he's saying, Aristocrabs, crabs pop up. All right, so a single crab springs onto the stage. <laughs> yeah. 
clacks its claws. Um, uh, Prime Water looks up from his notes, clearly intrigued. They have beasts. <laughs> we got beasts. <laughs> a trained crab. I like a real bear. I'm like, I got you. I like give a thumbs up behind my back. <laughs> and for the first spectacular act of the evening, may I present the guessing man, Danny Ocean. <laughs> All right, so I just realized that my hat is embroidered with GP. <laughs> Go in prime water. Uh, does, uh, does Phil notice that before he steps on stage? I, Phil's not smart enough to notice that. <laughs> inspiration for that. Uh, also to use Celeste for the good crab use uh, inspiration. Uh, right. Phil, you step out on stage as Rubert steps aside. The crab stays in the corner being a mascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So... Have you guys seen Arrested Development when Job like goes on the stage to the final countdown? Yeah, and he's like dancing. <laughs> so I do some oh, sort of yeah. Rubert stands like behind the crab and starts like strumming his lute. Yeah, uh, Rubert and Jules, are you both because Jules, you also play the lute. So the two of you are you managing yeah. to two? What is that? A lute's got seven strings, so you're fourteen stringing uh, final oh, countdown. Yeah. This is some uh, guitar hero that's <laughs> going on right now. Yeah, we're fortune singing it, and then I'll have I'll use uh, I'll summon some magic to cast a, an illusion of of a sound accompanying us as a backing track. <laughs> and I'm like holding the conch, and I'm like waving it around in the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, can I perceive his age and weight and height? <laughs> <laughs> I got a 15. Uh, he's sitting, so it's hard to tell that. And he's wearing like a duster because he's cool. Um, you can tell that he is probably in his... Uh, he's an older gentleman. It's really hard to tell because he's not salt-stained and ruined. Uh, it does look like he gets out on the sea, but also takes care of his skin with expensive moisturizers. And uh, he, therefore, it, it looks... It's really hard to tell ages in seafaring areas because he could be 30 and look 90 uh, but he uh, you can tell maybe in his 40s 50s maybe his 60s uh, weight he is wearing some heavier clothing and lots of billowy lace uh, but probably uh, 150 170 somewhere in there all right uh, y- you there in the audience uh, please stand up for me let me get a good look at you <laughs> You there, uh, Gellin? Don't kind be of, shy, please stand. He kind of smiles, a uh, a uh, foppish or dandyish smile, and stands up. And he takes his hat off and gives a bow. And he says, uh, "Of course, uh, good uh, performer." What? I cl- I clap the hand like my hand against the shell, and I cheer a little bit. And, and the, I like the backtrack illusion has like a kind of a. Like a, a cheering, uh, yeah, yeah. Cheering like, my minor illusion, I did. Like this, are you calling him up to the stage with you? No, 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 no. So you're trying to put like thirty look. feet away in the audience, try and size him up. That's what makes yeah. it so impressive. Yeah. Uh, do I get any better look at him now that he's up? <laughs> do I like tune it in a little bit or not? I uh, can't really tell because of the distance. Uh, and in fact, Gallen kind of speaks up and says. You know, wouldn't your performance do a little better if you invited your uh, your chosen audience member to the stage? So that everyone <laughs> Come on. Can see him? 
Can I do a deception? I was just getting to that. Come on down. <laughs> uh, he smiles, and you see how he's just immediately started to try and take producer control of your act. Uh, and he steps on down, and you know he's uh, smiling to the crowd and clearly enjoying being part of it. And uh, per, you know the crowd in quotations. Uh, he kind of like acts like, "Oh, me, of course. All right, I'll be selected." And he steps onto the stage, and as he approaches you, he eyes your hat. And he says. That's quite the hat. Looks really familiar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, my hat's for another story. Uh, now watch your like the crab's definitely not near us, and but I'm like now watch your step. I don't want you to step on our little friend down here. Oh. <laughs> he smiles a bit at that, and it says. Uh, and like just he's like, well, after you, Mister Performer. All right, uh, I like do my hand to the side as I'm like pointing to him, uh, and I'm like uh, six feet tall, 150 pounds, 53 years of age, <laughs> and then I start clapping again. Uh, you start doing the going. Job dance. I'm like dancing around him. <laughs> uh, you see that? Uh, I'm gonna let you make a performance on that to see how well uh, okay. Gellin Primewater took this. Got an eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kind of looks and says, yeah, well, you're pretty close. Uh, 62. Uh, you're off by near a decade. Uh, but, okay. you know, it's, a good, it's uh, well done. You know, Most people wouldn't have guessed that much. I look pretty young for my age and I think it's a fine act. <laughs> Uh, 62 everyone I take my hat off and throw it in the audience <laughs> uh, you throw the hat in the audience and he says it seems like quite the expensive hat it makes mine now, allow me to give a few notes um, I think that yes of course you should be bringing me the performer up, or the audience member up on stage but to be honest uh, I would recommend you use a plant one of your own should be out in the audience a, uh, a wacky character of sorts and as you bring them up do a bit of banter uh, hmm so, for example, pretend that I was in your role and I brought you up on stage, okay? You step on the stage. Now, if you were the plant, you're going to trip as you walk up on stage. The audience loves physical humor, okay? So your plant is going to trip a bit as they come up on stage. Uh, the audience will laugh, maybe throw a tomato. You know, good good fun. And uh, then as they prop up, you, you make a joke at that, like, uh, watch your step. You know, and then maybe have the crab there clicking. If you can get the crab to click right next to him, that's a good drive the joke home bit. The the uh, audience the audience track is starts laughing with his amazing <laughs> joke. <laughs> and, and and try a bit of back and forth, you know, a bit of a you know a chatter with them, but make it seem like you're both in on it. It's a good joke, but like they're a random from the audience. Uh, so let's try that. Uh, give me a little bit of your. Uh, your uh, a bit of banter that you would give me if I was the audience member coming up. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so how's the weather out there? <laughs> <laughs> Yo-ho! <laughs> <laughs> the back and crack just has crickets to start chirping. <laughs> you'll, you'll get it. Oh, wait. I got one more. Uh, uh, g- uh, uh, give us a beautiful smile i can count teeth too 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> that one the laugh track actually erupts with laughter uh, I'll let you make a performance on that second attempt see if you re-impressed him after taking his notes 14 uh, he smiles a bit and says see we do that and the performance will sell good job good job so, and he so heads do down. I fall now or do I push you there's no, no push <laughs> no falling or pushing <laughs> You can continue to act. I'm just I'm just an audience member. I don't want to have to, you know, pardon my uh, intrusion in telling you how to do your job. You're a performer. Uh, and he steps down off stage. And in your mind, you can't help but wonder how agonizing would it be to be a real performer who actually scripted your act? And the <laughs> patron comes up and tells you what he thinks would be the really funny way to do your act. Uh, and you wonder how insufferable is this man who sponsors all the art in all of uh, Providence. Um, is, do you return from your act in the back to send out the next person? Or do you have more to offer in the guests? Thank you, everyone. <laughs> I dance off the stage. <laughs> Jules, Jules, I need you to go out to the audience and be my plant. Uh, okay, what do you want me to do? Jules, yeah. get my hat. Jules, get the hat. Okay, okay. Oh God, this is a lot. Okay, you'll know you'll know what to do when I call you up on stage. All right. Okay, okay. I, I'll go. I go into the audience. And, uh, uh, Jules, you step out into the audience, and uh, you know it's an obvious plant as the man covered in constantly. Mm-hmm bloody cuts uh stepped out from behind the curtain to go out there you actually I, I, put seen on it, a, uh, I put on an act i'm like oh is this a new show in town and then i give him a <laughs> wink and i sit down uh, you notice that gellen is actually like just in the process of picking up the hat that was thrown into the audience fuck uh i try to make that interaction in a way that's kind of like distracting him from looking Deception. at the hat too much uh, okay. dc is 11 I got a 11. Six plus five. Uh, just barely, you manage to uh, get him. Sorry, he grabs it, but he doesn't like really do anything with him. Just kind of sets it down and then takes a seat. The hat is sitting next to him. You are the plant in the audience. Rupert, do you step out to give your act? Well, well, first, oh, give it up for Danny, everybody. Wasn't he great? Whoa. Wasn't he great? <laughs> I slam my peg leg on the on the boards behind the stage. Was just clapping. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Well, I, I think I might uh, have says, After some of the notes, that was... I think going to be one of the better acts. Oh, you might be right. <laughs> For our next act tonight, prepare to be mystified by the all-knowing, the ever-seeing, the seer of the stars, Celeste. Ooh. Wait, wait, what? Me? No, I wasn't next. I'm switching it up on the fly. Go, go, go. <laughs> Celeste, you are rushed out. You're like halfway through putting on your stage makeup. You're like still like rehearsing the lines. Your deck is still being shuffled and Robert like shoves you out on stage. Uh, you I trip. You stagger out and you trip. Uh, and uh, Prime Water leans over to uh, to Jules and he says, now see, the tripping works when it's like an oafish man, but if you're going to send out like your fortune teller and she trips, it kind of ruins all of the mystique right away. I no longer trust what she has to say. Mm. Yeah, that's and he's a, just that's saying, nice. he's giving these notes to Jules, who he seems to assume is the director. Yeah, that's wise feedback, wise feedback. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh... oh, never mind, I didn't take that spell, never mind, yeah. I hope, so Celeste, I hope she doesn't trip. <laughs> I look at him and I say, well, it's not me. You should trust. 
because it's not me telling your fortune. It's the stars. And I say, and I like look at prime water. And I was like, tell me prime water, Mr. Prime water. What is it you'd like to know? What mystique are you interested in? And as he's doing that, I start like waving at the crab to come over to me. Cause I'm going to need my crab. <laughs> uh, your crab <laughs> shuffles forward. Uh, Gellin uh, says, Perhaps this is again another opportunity that the audience member should approach the stand? I'll do it when the stars tell me to bring you up. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, how about... Uh... Okay, the stars have said it. You can come up now. <laughs> <laughs> he does the same, like, jogging up to the stage, being like, oh, I me, like, of course, you know. I uh... the I'm like, where's the music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and I do the backtrack while he's doing the. Uh, Gellin Prime Water lands on stage next to you, Celeste, and he uh, bows with taking his hat off, and he says, uh, "Good evening, uh, the, the uh, great and knowledgeable uh, Celeste, was it?" And he okay. smiles a dapper smile at you. Oh, I ask him to sit down, crisscross on the ground with me. I'm like, here, here, make yourself comfortable. And the crab comes up and sits next to him, too, and goes, like, his little, like, his little claws, like, clap back and forth to, like, signal sitting down. Uh, you crab can sits. tell that he has some trouble sitting down because he is a 60-some-year-old man that you just told to sit on the ground. I, I and, help him uh, out. <laughs> he's, he manages to get to the ground, though, and uh, says, oh, maybe a chair next time in your act? I ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so smiling at you says so you asked me what I'd like to know uh, how about how will the catch be tomorrow okay will the seas give us good fish or bad are you wondering for uh, a wheel or woe is that what I'm hearing he looks at you and he says that uh, fortune teller talk I couldn't tell you Ah, I just smile because I'm getting very annoyed at him mocking me. <laughs> um, and I like kind of do that like patronizing laugh at his joke. Um, <laughs> so then I start like laying out a deck. I'm like, well, here's what we're going to do, Mr. Primewater. And I kind of like scooch back a little bit from the deck as I lay it out. I'm like, just to let you know to not trust me, but to trust the stars for tomorrow's catch, you said? Yes. It will not be I who's reading your fortune. Or your wheel, what's called a wheel or woe. It will actually be our crab. Because we are, of course, the aristocrabs. <laughs> Love it. I'm super invested in these aristocrabs. So I have the crab, like, try to clutch uh, a card and, like, flip it. So that way it has, there's, like, three cards laid out. As we do, as I cast Augury for the wheel or woe. Damn, actually, do using spells and shit. Uh, so as you work the arcane magic, a uh, question of uh, good or bad, or wheel or woe, to the question of will the how will the catch be tomorrow? Whoa. Whoa. So, whoa, as, whoa, 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 whoa. so as so the crab flips it over, and I'm looking, and I'm reading them. And I'm going through, and so I start, like, explaining the cards, knowing that he won't really know what it means. Um, so I say, like, well, the shepherd is upside down, and the guild member is upside down, but you, what we really should be looking at right here is this one in the center 
and I point at the seven of glyphs. Which as you're is... announcing all these symbols, like I might, oh shit, mine are illusioning like the symbols in the <clears throat> air. <clears throat> yeah. And I say, well, this one is the charlatan and it's in the center. And that's the one that's really highlighting woe, which are those who profess to believe one thing, but actually believe another. So I don't know if you were in the market at all today and heard anybody saying tomorrow is going to be a great catch day. But what the stars have showed us through our crab friends is that they're liars. That's the charlatan. Tomorrow's going to be a day of woe. So you should really prepare for that. And this is actually really great news because you can prepare for it and not be thrown off guard. Uh, he laughs and he says, uh, oh, that's a fun little trick. And the, the displays are great, but might I recommend, don't tell the fishermen there's a fishing economy. Don't say woe. It uh, it will only disappoint them. They, we want them happy and drinking. So next time, uh, say wheel. We want good results. People want to know good things, okay? I like do a little like not like boop his nose, but I kind of like get close. <laughs> You're so smart. Oh, uh, you make a performance to see how well uh, he takes everything you've done. I'm going to use my inspiration because that was a four. <laughs> I got a, I got a nine. <laughs> All right, it's not, it's not great. Um, and uh, he clearly isn't like, he thinks your trick is good, but he views it as a trick. He doesn't realize you actually just used magic and determined that the fish markets are going to be poor tomorrow due to charlatanism and that if you all wanted to play the fish stocks you could go buy fish now and sell them tomorrow uh or buy or sell stock fish futures uh you could gme this uh, yeah, and i just realized sure the, I, hope I just realized the true power of augury that that's why it's been <laughs> classified or as a cleric spell so no one would financially abuse it uh, <laughs> i want to i don't know if he'll do this but i'm like tell you what to show you that it's not just some underperformed trick, I'll make a bet with you. Ooh. Uh, he looks and he says, uh, oh, what kind of bet might this be? I, like, kind of play with my shoulders to, like, make it seem like I'm just, like, performing and stuff and, like, playing along with him. But I'm like, tell you what, I will bet you. I, like, pull a gem out of my pocket, <laughs> my salty pocket. <laughs> that was in the chest. I'm like, I will bet you whatever this is worth. He looks at that, uh, at that gem and smiles and he says, uh, I'll bet you one now, star, sir. Now be careful on this part of the act because the, if, if it's a random person from the audience, they are going to want to collect on this bet. Oh, I understand. This is just, this is something very special just for you. Hmm. You know, you're lucky. I would be doing this in the performance, sir. It's, you're lucky that I'm a good traditionalist and that I'm the one who uh, manages the uh, the theaters. If those imperialists manage to uh, run some, a theater house like this, <laughs> you could be certain they'd outlaw gambling like this. But I, of course, as a good traditionalist, encourage it. Uh, I will Great. take your bet of one. He looks at the gemstone. What gemstone is it? Like, what was its value at? Um, I don't know. We just knew we had 1,500 gemstones. Oh. Uh, so you it's actually a, uh, a jacinth worth 50 gold pieces. 
and the adjacent is like a small red stone, reddish orange stone, similar to a ruby. That's a lot of coconuts. It's <laughs> a lot. Um, I'm and much, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very uh, excited to get some more coconuts for for my friends. So. And uh, he steps off the stage and says, uh, you did a good job. And actually, I'll let you make a new performance on your, uh, now that you've uh, up the end of the bet. Eight. Eight. It doesn't get better. Good force. All right. So. Uh, okay, I'm in the long con. Your show is going okay so far. You've successfully, with his adjustments, got one success and one act he doesn't think is that interesting. Um, so uh, who's on next? Oh, give it up for Celeste, everyone. Wasn't she great? Wasn't she great? But yeah, backtrack. <laughs> Cheers. Come on, crab. I have the crab come off stage with me. Can I uh, very unprofessionally lean over as he's walking down and I'm like, Hey, Jules, grab my new hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jules, do you take the hat? Uh, Gellin takes his seat next to you. He doesn't try to press for the hat or anything. Hey, Jules, I have to set mine up while you're going, so ignore me in the back, okay? <laughs> all right, for the next act, I know you've all been waiting for it. Is it, it is, of course, the amazing Ruber Graysand, the dagger of the seas. As do, you, I, <laughs> do you cast your own minor illusion for sound effects here? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I, like The crowd's going wild. <laughs> I stamp my peg leg again. Uh, Prime Water looks on and says, now this man has showmanship. <laughs> As like, I'm walking out, like I like slide the blindfold on and I start like juggling daggers as I'm just like walking around stage. All right. For this next act, I will need a volunteer. And like juggling the daggers blindfolded, I throw a dagger out at a random audience member. Jules, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jules you're gonna, your dagger is coming towards you. How does this work out? Uh, how does this work Like, are out? you attacking him with a dagger? <laughs> oh a no, it's a minor dagger. illusion. Oh! Okay. oh! <laughs> uh, uh, Prime Water kind of ducks as the illusion clashes, use, uh, disappears on uh, Jules, and Prime Water's like, did he miss, or are you the plant? Uh, I not quite you, sure. You, the gangly, thin-looking man. This must with certainly your, be you. With all the cuts, have you been part of one of my performances before? Oh. Uh, <laughs> another big, another big laugh. <laughs> Oh my god, he he really cut you there. <laughs> oh, uh, Gell- uh, so Jules, do you step down onto stage now that you've been uh, bullied and signaled out? Singled out. Step down onto stage? Yeah, because you were up in the audience with. Oh, up in Gell- the audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. All right, you head down the aisle and step onto the stage with uh, with uh, Rubert. All right. Uh, Completely I, I, unaware of whatever Rubert's trick is about to be. <laughs> I like it so far. Right, yeah, just like continuing to like walk around stage and juggle these daggers. All right. Um, oh shit, uh, uh, Zelnarn! I need one of your coconuts. Quick, quick, roll it out on stage. I'll have an extra for you. 
a coconut rolls out on stage as Zell Nern like shuffles out and drops it. Uh, I, I like I'll stop it with my foot like a soccer ball, and then I'll kick it up towards Jules. Would you please balance this on your head? Uh, yes, I will. I balance it, <laughs> and I take my hands down and kind of acrobatically balance it on my head. <laughs> All right. All right. For my next trick, I will be piercing this coconut with a dagger as I'm like uh, juggling four daggers and I'll throw one at the coconut. Can I, can I tell? You have to I take tell, a check for that, right? Can I tell if his daggers right now are real daggers or if they're... They're real daggers. <laughs> uh, the dagger courses into the air. Make an attack roll against the flying coconut. I'm going to say this has the same AC of a tiny animated object. Uh which before you roll it, let me find out what that is. A tiny animated object has AC 18. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, let me just double check my modifier. I might use my inspiration on this. I, uh, laughing, I will try, try to help being like, don't be a prisoner to yourself, to your beliefs, pulling Don John to cast guidance. Are you touching him? How are you doing it? Oh yeah, never mind. Is, wait, also guys, him. Can you cast to the crab? Yeah. Rules lawyer. Just an attack <laughs> roll anyways. Uh, make it. Nine. Ooh, 19 plus 5, 24. It forces yes. through it and the coconut is pinned onto the stage on the side. Uh, Gellin claps at that and says, what a daring feat of knifery. <laughs> I, uh, I take a bow. And then, yeah, then I'll toss all three up in the air, give a bow, and then bend like as I'm bowed over, I'll catch all three of my hands behind me. I need a sleight of hand check for that. <laughs> I'm gonna set this DC at uh, I'm gonna say like 15. You're trying to catch three. That's tough. Uh, I'm gonna use my <laughs> inspiration. I got a two. <laughs> And then 9 plus 7, uh, 16. Wow. Uh, you managed to catch the knives. Uh, you brandished them, and Gellin again. My, oh my! Now this is the act. Uh, <laughs> and uh, do you do any other brandishment? I think one more seals the deal. Uh, no, but of course we do have one more final act of the night. The amazing, the insatiable Zelnern. <laughs> what about Amory? Oh, of course. Oh, wait, sorry. I, how could I We've forget? We've got a the kid walking Amory. on a rope. He was spinning my coconuts up. Oh. Uh, yeah, Amory has been standing the coconuts up in the background the whole time. Thurman, mm-hmm. four by four, three by three, two by two. And then one on top. That's why 26. <laughs> Secrets reveal. Before I come out, I whisper behind the uh, curtain. Uh, who's standing near me right now? I guess uh, I, yes. almost all of us except Jules. Oh, yeah. So, so I need you to punch him in the face. Without hesitation, I fucking clock him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So does, El- uh, does that get you raging, Zelnern? I'm raging. <laughs> Alright, so very angry Zelnern comes out uh, on stage. Uh, you 
Watch this! <laughs> Showmanship. And I, I get a, I get a running jump, and then I'm just, I'm running, and I'm jumping, and I, I turn around in the air with my back landing on the uh, pyramid of coconuts as I, I go to smash them all in one leap. Because you're a third level battle rager barbarian now. I have my, I've honed my spiked shell into armor spike attack nice <laughs> i love that your first demonstration of that ancient dwarven defense technique is circus performances <laughs> <laughs> all right you crash down onto the coconuts make your attack roll against the stack of coconuts all right and i am also going to with a bonus at action uh use my um roll a, another attack so after i hit with this one all right. This has an AC of 11, but I'm going to say HP of 3. No, 1d6. Would this be an unarmed strike, then? Uh, yeah, it's your shell attack. Yeah. However that works. Does shape water work with coconut water? <laughs> <laughs> it just says like make it. a melee weapon attack, so... I you guess use your unarmed be... strike punch kick. Yeah! That, uh, yeah, so sorry, attack, you get to so. use... Uh, my great axe? I have no idea how your class works. I'm sorry. Uh, give me a minute and I'll find out. Yeah, you can use a bonus action to make one melee weapon attack with your armor spike against a target within five feet of you. If the attack hits, the spike uh, deals 1d4 piercing damage and use your strength modifier for attack and damage rolls. Yeah. Um, so as you make and, a bonus attack with that. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But What's the since question? my main attack is also I'm just trying to land on <laughs> a bunch of coconuts, I, I don't mean to use this for other like but you should in- use it for other things because it's cooler no no so- no I, I will but i'm saying i, I want to like yeah land on stuff and do more damage than 1d4 right now because i'm trying to attack coconuts and yeah you- okay <laughs> uh it's 1d4 plus strength mod but yeah uh yeah. you can basically you'd be using it instead of a uh the main attack can be you jumping on things instead of battle axe i don't see a reason that that okay. wouldn't do the same feature okay. cool. fine with that Okay, back in it. You jump, you land, your spiked shell and weight driving into it with the same force of like a maul or battle axe. 24 to hit. Oh, you crush a whole bunch of coconuts, but do they pop and break or do they roll away? They break. Let's find out. I'm going to roll my bonus die and my regular one. All right. So you like spin around as you smash into them. Um, nine plus fifteen. You explode the pile of coconuts. Chunks go flying, and as you roll over back on, so you land on your back as a turtle. Do you? Are you stuck that way? No, I can turn up. All right, so you do that flip forward and land on your uh, you land on your feet, and you have a bunch of coconuts like sticking off your shell and leaking coconut water everywhere. I need a performance check from you with advantage because you succeeded to see if this act is well received. <laughs> Eighteen. Gillen Prime Water claps enthusiastically and he is laughing and he says breaking coconuts is the pinnacle of modern comedy uh (laughs) just wait in the real show these would all be crabs oh Oh, (laughs) what the heck 
No, keep it coconuts. Uh, just showering the audience in rotting crab. Well, I dump rum over my shell, so it's cooked crab. I don't think that would do that. That's <laughs> just rum and crab. Um, you uh, you shatter it, and uh, as you kind of get the rest of the crew to help pull coconuts off of your spiked shell, uh, Gellin uh, seems to be clapping, and he says, And is that the last act? Yes, that would be the final performance of the evening. Well, obviously, the real performance will be longer, right? That's... I mean, yes, this was just, you know, we would have interludes and I would do a musical performance between each act, but we wanted to keep it simple for, you know, the test run. We would love your feedback on how to make some of these longer. Yeah, Gellin steps down and says, well, uh, I will say, you know, a a few more tricks, maybe some more guessing from the uh, the great guesser. I think that, and to be honest, and no offense to you, uh, uh, Madam Celeste, I think that your trick is a little repetitive after the great guesser. It's sort of the same idea. Uh, so probably drop that act if you can. That was the only uh, weak link that I saw in here. I thought the uh, I thought that the uh, the great guesser was great. Uh, I thought, that, especially after my tweaks, the knife work from Master Rubert incredible. And uh, Zelnern, you're uh, you're you're crushing it. You were re- literally crushing it. Uh, the plant in the audience. I will say that might need work. This man stands out. So this person stands out very, very clearly due to the, uh, well, you know. And he's gesticulating at the uh, bloody scars all over Jules. Yeah, everyone knows this person isn't from here and probably came with you. Said this guy could be robbed easily? Uh, it doesn't necessarily he's robbed easily, but he is a very wealthy person, and he is one of the most influential. Me- he's actually like second, mo- third most influential member of town council, and the wealthiest person in Port Providence. So you could rob him if you wanted, but you'll. This will be the only visit to Port Providence in this campaign if you uh, <laughs> were to mug uh, Gellin Prime Water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say this performance deserves a celebratory drink. What do you say we go and hit the tavern, huh? Uh, Gellin smiles and he says, well, certainly I'm going to have you playing uh, multiple shows this uh, uh, this week. Uh, what schedule would you like? I, I need you to play at least three nights a week. Oh, oh. well, I, we, um, we can work that out uh, over drinks tonight, of course. Let us uh, let's not focus on such busy work. I'm sure you you're a um, a man of business. I'm sure you have many other thoughts going on in your head right now. What the, uh, what the coconut stipend does? Uh, he smiles <laughs> and he says, "Well, you pay for all your own props, and unfortunately, I have important matters I need to attend to." He looks at uh, Celeste and he says, "Apparently, I need to uh, not go out and buy a bunch of fish futures for tomorrow." <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> uh, but I do have actual business to attend to. Uh, so you all enjoy your evening. Uh, see to it that uh, Simon gives you a uh, key to the theater. You are welcome to stay so long as you play three performances a week uh, until another uh, show comes along to replace you. But I'm glad to have you in here and uh, welcome, Arista Crabs. Uh, 
Uh, he smiles, and with a laugh, he departs, leaving you to it. You've gained uh, housing in uh, in uh, Port but Providence. It, but at what cost? Yeah. Um, you step into the back, and Amory shakes his head and says, Now we're professional fucking performers. <laughs> it, might, it might have been better on this church. <laughs> I just hand Avery the... Amory the crab. I'm like, let's go, Amory. So are we gonna boil this or what are we doing? It will disappear. It seems like our tightrope backs gotta work in, since apparently he didn't like your fortunes one bit. Well, he'll pay in the end because he's about to lose his bet. So I win in the end. Yeah, next time you'll get a chance, Amory. Don't worry about it. So, uh, yeah, Ruber has asked you all to go out for celebratory drinks. I think we've all earned one after that performance. Good job, everyone. Celeste, I'm sorry he couldn't appreciate your performance. <laughs> no one ever does at the beginning, because they all think it's a performance. Well, okay, you know, I, I'm, you understand what I meant, right? <laughs> Yar! You buy me a drink. <laughs> I will buy, yes, of course. <laughs> I uh, grab my hat and I grab a ton of coconut. <laughs> All right, uh, you, uh, uh, as you walk through town, uh, you hear the people are, uh, you see, like, the sun's kind of getting down, and uh, the evening's uh, quickly setting on the shattered aisles, and uh, walking through the town, it's still a buzz with the uh, very uh, good catch that was found today, um, and you see... Uh, or you, when you round a corner on your way towards the uh, the thatched cow, you see there's a bit of a uh, not a demonstration but a rally going on in the uh, in the street as a man has turned over a barrel and is standing on top of it and is preaching out loudly about how or about or and has like a crowd kind of gathered around him uh, dismissing him, but this man is preaching out loudly about the empire will keep us safe there are pirates he says gesturing in your direction you pause for a moment until you realize he's just gesturing in that direction (laughs) not at you there are pirates among us in this town in this very shop he points at uh at winston's in this very shop people who pillaged and robbed now take refuge in your homes There is a lawlessness in this town, an evil and insidious force that has slunk its way in and opens the gates for the merchant princes, the pirate princes of Zilkomnis to come and take everything you've worked for. But the Empire will keep us safe with the enforcements from Agdalyn. We shall be secure. We can drive out the pirate menace and make this a safe land with scheduled trade passages and regular orderly days, safety for families, uh, order to let you plan things. Uh, And as he's saying this, yeah, people are joining in the street saying, you go back to your mainland, landlubber. And somebody else uh, shouts at him. We don't need no uh, stinking Imperials. We'll fight our own battles. To hell with you. Ah, to the may you meet the rotting king, somebody else shouts. But then you hear a few voices saying, 
We support the Empire. We've got lizard folk coming into our farms. We can't have them. They're, we're what feeds you, and the Empire will keep us safe. Uh, and clearly, it's uh, it looks like it's on the edge of devolving into a brawl with a few people uh, shouting in favor of the man on the box, but most people yelling at him angrily while he continues to belt out about uh, how the Empire will keep us safe, drive out the lawlessness, and purge the pirate scum from the seas. And is as this he said, pretty, yeah. Is it pretty close to the inn? Like, uh, it's on the road there, so like it's kind of happening right outside the inn. Uh, yeah. Can I can I huck some of this coconut I picked up at him <laughs> in yeah. an effort to try and incite a riot as we're leaving? Uh, yeah, uh, and this is on your way to the end, so before you've even gotten to get drinks. But yeah, you can uh, pitch the coconut at him. I love it. Inspiration. Make an attack <laughs> roll with an, uh, an object. Now, how do I do it in such a way that I, like, can I, like, dip into a crowd so it doesn't look like it's coming from me? Uh, you can throw it and then make a stealth check. Okay. Uh, I'll do that. I'm gonna use. I guess I don't really necessarily care if it hits, but I do care. Um, Brained him. You killed the man. <laughs> if Jesus. I can hide. Okay. Um, he might be eight... a commoner. You might have three HP. Uh, the, eighteen. Uh, to eighteen. Hit. The coconut sails forward. Uh, what's your strength modifier? Uh, plus zero. All right. The coconut slams into him, not like seriously hurting him, but he stumbles back and falls off his crate to uproarious laughter and cheers. But the laughter and everything is, uh, and like the crowd advancing on him, is cut short by the sudden uh, sound of a whistle blowing and feet padding oh, no. as suddenly from either side of the road, guards quickly descend. The guards of the uh, town, led by one Eliander Fireborn, have recently adopted wearing the colors of the Empire, so it's no surprise whose pockets the guards are in. You hear somebody shout, uh, chase it, it's the guards! And uh, start scattering <laughs> their clothes in, filling aisles Jesus. and stuff, with another whistle blowing, and you all realize you're caught in the middle of a protest that's just turned into a uh, into a police, or a guard crowd control, and these people don't have good... Uh, brutality rules and uh you see they already have their nightclubs out what do you do quick tuck into the tavern no no yeah. no 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 cheese well, uh, it uh you rush into the tavern just as like the uh proprietor is running forward to try and shut the door to not let people in uh and you bustle into there he closes it throws the bar down starts shuttering the windows and oh, says no, I didn't make that. <laughs> Oh no, yeah. Uh, you're famously slow. Uh, I'll give you inspiration for having been caught outside. <laughs> uh, you look around uh, and as the uh, innkeep uh, sort of says, ah, d gosh dang traditionalists always starting riots right outside my land. It, you know, if they just didn't attack them... This wouldn't be a problem. Meanwhile, outside, you hear, or Zelnern, you run for the door just as it closes and it stops in front of you, and you hear the whistles of shell. <laughs> you sink down into your shell as people run around you. You're a spiked turtle shell. Um, one town guard does seem to find you and reaches to grab you to try and yank you up from out to your feet, and he says, oh. Get up out of there! 
I need you to contest his strength check of 14. You need a strength athletics of 14 or greater. Okay. And so while in your shell, you get a super good bonus to AC, don't you? Yeah, and that's a 23 strength ace, uh, athletics check, but let, let me look what You needed a 14, so you're good. Uh, the, uh, the guard tries to pull you up but can't get you to move. Uh, tries yanking you up uh, as you're prone here and can't move you, and you're just kind of stuck there. And he keeps shouting, up on your feet! Come on now! No. Disperse! No! If you're gonna be like that, then you hear the sound of his baton sliding against leather, and then suddenly a thwap as he cracks down into your shell for nine. It, have you, have an AC of, you have an AC of 21 right now, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he just kind of cracks uselessly a couple times as you shout, No! <laughs> uh, you all from inside the tavern uh, hear Zellner and say, No! And black. <laughs> Get out of that shell! I didn't do anything! Do you do anything to intervene on the cruelty of the guards? Uh, I, looking out the window, I I see that there's a problem with our buddy Zellner. I want to catch, I want to cast a uh, spell at the guards to try to trick them into thinking that there's like a mob running towards them. Uh, so I cast Minor Illusion so that it sounds like they hear it like a mob saying, Those two, get them! And, uh, All right. Uh, yeah. What is your spell save, DC? I'm going to have the guard uh, make a wisdom save against that. It is. Is it less than four? You know, this is a really excellent, is it, really is it less intelligent question for you to ask. That It's probably, uh, I think it's 13. I should know the answer to. My int mod is... It's gonna be it, charisma based. It's charisma because you're a warlock. <laughs> Christmas plus three. You guys don't know. You guys aren't curious about how intelligent I am. I mean, it's gonna be thirteen. Uh, the uh, the guard uh, scrams away from the turtle, unable to do anything, and disappears out into the crowd, going to find backup to defend against this phantom guard. Uh, with that, the innkeep pulls the bar off the door, opens it, and Zelnern is able to scuttle inside. Uh, <laughs> Um, the innkeep continues to grumble about how the uh, traditionalists should stop starting fights, uh, that uh, the imperialist has just as much right as they do to talk and say his opinion. Um, and uh, you are, after a moment, things kind of settle down, and you are welcomed into the Thatched Cow. Here in the Thatched Cow, owned by Lankus Currid, the uh, uh, retired guardsman that uh, uh, runs this tavern, uh, he. You look around. And you see that this is, uh, to your dismay, a uh, uh, clearly a traditionalist, uh, or sorry, a loyalist um, tavern. It uh, is mostly full of dwarven miners right now, uh, who clearly are not the albino dwarves out in the islands. They are the miners that you heard Winston saying came in with the uh, uh, the empire searching to mine the island for mithril. Uh, and as you step in, you uh, hear the, the dwarves are mostly talking amongst themselves, and uh, Lankus Currid asks what you'd like to drink, and uh, if you're looking for uh, hearth space. 
Um, I could go for some rum if you have it. He does have many bottles of fine rum. Uh, Celeste, what are you drinking? Rum. Uh, there'll be two rums. Is, nice uh, rum, Je- please. All little rum. Is Gendelin still working here? Uh, he s- laughs and he says, <laughs> Oh, Gendelin had to let her go. She spent too much time talking to that, uh, uh, that quartermaster out from the inner lands. You know, what's his name? Uh, Auspitz? Uh, creepy fellow. Uh, people didn't want to be talking to him, uh, to her after he's been spending time with, uh, with that strange traitor. Hmm. Shame. <clears throat> but Maribel's still on. Oh, Maribel. Uh, he, he shouts, and, uh, the girl steps out from the back carrying a tray of drinks, which she disperses to the dwarves who give sullen, grumbling thanks, and then return to their conversation that seems to be of great import to them. Um... And uh, then the uh, conversation uh, returns to, uh, or they continue back to their conversation, and Lankus, the uh, innkeep, uh, pours up the drinks for you all. Um, it sounds like there was three rums, and Jules and Phil, do you drink? Uh, I think if I'm going to sit this one out, I, uh, I'm trying to see if drinking a little less might help my wounds heal a little more. Uh Oh, drinking always <laughs> helps the wounds heal faster, in my opinion. <laughs> do they have anything? Do they have any beer? What do they have? Uh, he has some sour kegs of ale and mostly hard rum and uh, tequilas. Ooh, sour ale, please. Sour, sour ale, please. ale, as in ale that's gone bad, not the modern nonsense trend of <laughs> sour IPAs. Uh <laughs> I'm kind of on a budget right now. <laughs> That'll really get me there. Uh, uh, he pours you a keg of that, and uh, he says, this is what those dwarves are drinking, so uh, be careful. It's strong stuff. Uh, I, when he pours me the mug, I look over at him, and I... <laughs> Cheers! One of, the dwarves then, looks, uh, one of the dwarves, a woman, raises her uh, uh, tank, tankard and says, To health! <laughs> Uh, to hell and back <laughs> and then i slug it it is very strong it's like an imperial stout uh it's uh or an imperial ipa yeah, i guess imperial yeah an imperial um. ancien i uh, imperial ancien pale ale it's uh easily like 12 13 percent uh i i'm like sitting at the bar and i pull out my tobacco bag and it's just like completely wet and i ask uh, the bartender if he has any tobacco does uh i'd like uh, to buy some from him grown on the uh local uh crop orchards here because that's one of the main cash crops of the shattered isles uh and he uh so he some dry is handed to you and i don't know tobacco so he, he gives that to you uh for you to put in your pipe and smoke it and um <clears throat> As you're sitting there at the bar, kind of having a moment to uh, laugh at your performance earlier, that you totally tricked your way into becoming performers for free room and board, but also thinking about what Amory said, who, uh, is Amory with you or did you leave the boy in the room? Oh God, did he get locked out? <laughs> he, he would have caught up, but uh, as a cabin boy, it's he's been taught to neither be seen nor heard. Um, so he's used to existing and not being acknowledged. Uh, until he's needed. Um, 
But did you bring Avery with you? That's how I'll remember him. I like to think that we told him to stay, but he probably snuck along because he knew he wouldn't get caught. So he just kind of pops up. Yeah, the innkeep doesn't freak out about a child in here because it's a sailor place. Uh, but as you reminisce on, like, you just got away with that. Uh, but as Amory pointed out, now you went from free men, in quotes, on the sea to performers bound to serve three nights a week. Oh, we know that was all just for the one night stay, right? That was... <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're not... I mean, as much as I love doing that, that was... I, I could I could clearly tell your hearts were not in it. Oh, oh, okay. Aww, yeah. Was it that obvious? <laughs> oh. No, Zelnern, you did great. I could you have the heart of a performer inside of you, I can tell. And I will nurture that. <laughs> is this is this place an inn, by the way, or you just serve drinks here? He says I've got uh I've got hearth space if you're looking for a cot. And I've got uh, two private rooms, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for you, one of them's booked off by uh, Manistred Copperlock over there. He points to the female dwarf that's sitting at the head of the table among dwarves. She's heading up the whole Imperial Mining Expedition to find a mithril here on the island. Oh, that's really going to set this town forward, if you ask me. Mithril gets found here, that means we're going to get short up infrastructure. We're going to get more guards. They might even fix Fort Solitude. Uh, the uh, the Empire's even got inspectors out there looking right now to see how much uh, work it would take to fix Fort Solitude. Then this will finally be a safe port. And it's clear to you that this man is a imperialist. Damn imperial scum. <clears throat> what was that? Is that a name? You, what? Uh, do you say that out loud? Not loud enough for other people to hear it. <laughs> All right, you grumble it. Uh, one dwarf kind of looks your way and looks grumpy at you. Uh, uh, but the innkeep, uh, Lankus carries on that. Uh, but I've got one other room for uh, for Elise. Now it's uh, it's nothing fancy and it's got uh, no formal, no glass windows or anything like that. But uh, it's got uh, it could hold perhaps two. It's got a bed big enough for two. Hmm. Hmm. I'd be worth Maribel. looking into. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but he serves off another round of drinks and then disappears, leaving you to be able to have your own conversation. Um, you all are, as you were just saying, like you don't seem to want to continue being performers in Port Providence. You are seafarers by nature, and you're now being stuck as landlubbers. You counted the coin in your uh, chest. It's 3000 That's a good amount of money, like with the gems and the coins, but not nearly enough to buy a new sailing ship. A new sailing ship is like 10,000 gold pieces. Uh but you How don't even have like performances oh. until we get ten thousand. Eight, <laughs> one. You gather that if uh, shitty theater was uh, that lucrative, there would be fewer pirates and more traveling circuses. Uh, so you uh, you are all in that situation. Or uh, yes, you're kind of talking about this. What uh, the conversation turns the topic of? How are you getting back to sea? You had talked about becoming a crew together, 
about uh, not having to listen to people like Laristrad, but instead working together as a crew, as the officers and captain, although the captain thing is still up in the air, although technically you aligned with Rubert's uh, uh, mutiny, so you'd have to uh, re-mutiny Rubert to get captainhood, but right now he's captain of nothing. Uh, now he's a performer. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it seems to me that we are bound by fate. I believe, while we do not have enough for a proper ship as of yet, perhaps another odd job or two, we perhaps scrape enough to buy a serviceable ship, make a name for ourselves on the sea, hire a well enough crew. I don't know. We seem capable enough. We all know our way around the ship. We managed to overthrow the captain of the Sturge as terrible as he was, but <laughs> I don't know. You all, I trust you all. You did very well in helping me, and I am, as much as I would love to be a captain, I cannot call myself a captain without the trust of a seafaring crew. So it seems that we should be in this together to make our way on the sea. What say you? Um, I'll say all. Hey, as long as as long as we can get moving, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not for on these parts. I don't I don't know I don't know about the empire. I'm not really a pirate. Um, as long as we can strike it out and make something of ourselves here together. I think we're going to do just fine. You guys have all helped me. And if I think if we stick together, we'll have a better shot at staying alive. I, um, I, the, the beer I drank has kind of hit me. And, um, Phil pulls the spyglass from his pocket that you guys didn't know that he took. And he starts expanding it and closing it and like expanding it and closing it. And then uh, he, while looking at it, um, he says, Rubert, back there on the Sturge, I told you if we got out of there alive, I'd tell you something about your father. Oh, and I recall that now that you bring it up. I I got so wrapped (laughs) up in it, but yes. Are we supposed to be here for that? No, I'll, I'm drunk enough to say it in front of everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I just keep sipping on my rum. Uh, the what if I... In the background. What if I told you that we could find his ship? What if we sailed your father's ship? That would be a monumental task, seeing as it's at the bottom of the weird kelp. Well, we don't know how shallow it's buried. And I might know someone who does. What do you know? (laughs) All right, and I'll take the time to explain. I want to take credit for it. I don't want to tell him that that guy was telling me that on the ship, but that I'm (laughs) like aware of Vendril the Alchemist. Who might have 
one of the black alchemists, the alchemists who live by uh, nobody's laws but their own out on an island that was thrown up from the sea from the bottom of the weird kelp and who performs strange experience, uh, experiments at the edge of the weird kelp from who any poison or alchemy of in known to man is available for purchase. I, I say it really edgy like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they're they're out of the weird kelp. Maybe they can bring other things out of the weird kelp. I like this plan. You want to go back into the weird kelp? I don't want to, but it it's the only <laughs> clue of the life I used to live. Here we go again. <laughs> From. You are aware that the uh, the weird kelp is a good distance away. It obviously took you like two weeks travel on that sailing ship or that fishing vessel to get back here from where you when you floated off to the vents from where your ship was dragged under. It's obviously not a safe space, especially past the uh, Black Rock where the city of Pestilence is. Um, that is far out there at the edge of the Shattered Isles, uh, which is a place traversable, but it is a far more dangerous place as uh, you encountered with a kraken than being hunted by uh, infamous pirates. Uh, traveling there without uh, your own ship might just result in you getting human trafficked into uh, <laughs> a black alchemist experiment uh, and sold for parts. Uh, so you're aware of that. Like people tell scary stories about the Black Alchemists of uh, of Blackrock, um, and so it's not an off the table option. But it is a. Uh, it's not just like a yeah. Let's pop down to uh, the, like Fred Myers or whatever. It's a. Uh, it is an undertaking. I don't know if you guys are pirate enough for it. I mean, I'm not sure I am. Lead we have. If we but, if we can get a if we can get a ship, maybe if we can get our act together, maybe we can uh, make it down. I heard a cat in the background, and I take that as a good omen because I see and hear omens and everything. And considering that cats are considered good luck on a ship, I'll take that as an omen. But I'm not like gung-ho about it but i'm like willing to participate yeah right. celeste you have been quiet i know we have uh not always seen eye to eye but you have been invaluable with your help that you have provided and i don't think we could survive as a crew without your help well i'm willing to navigate well, uh, you know that it is because it is a mark of dark shame to uh, for any ship that sails to Black Rock. Uh, it's rare that to find a passenger ship willing to take you there. So, if you wanted to go find the three-masted galleon that is, uh, oh, I forget what was the name of your father's ship, the Golden Maid. If you wanted to find the wreck of the three-masted galleon that is the Golden Maid and raise that from the ocean as some epic black pearl type ship uh that's a cool adventure uh however it would behoove you uh to get your own means of transportation to sail that distance because to get out there you have to swim there you have to sail through the channel of drowned honor and out past the uh melora's vale and some of the farther uh, out islands that are more and more dangerous past the Merfolk Islands and the Dead Reef to reach uh, the Re Passage where Pestilin can be found. Uh, 
so having your own ship, even if it is a junk, not like a Chinese ship that's called a junk, that's actually like a good ship. I mean, like a junker of a sailing ship uh, might be a good idea. It's possible you could purchase one for 3000 Unlikely. Uh, you could also Pirates of the Caribbean it and steal a ship from Harbor. Uh, sorry, not steal. Uh, was it Commodore? Commodore a ship from Harbor. Um, <laughs> Or there might be other ways to uh, attain a ship, maybe looking for other work or crews to sign on to that you can mutiny against. There's all manner of means of getting your hands on a ship that can take you out that way. Take an imperialist ship. Oh, Zelda. Oh. Ah, you're right. That's chaotic. I like it. That might be a much more stable uh, arrangement to be hired as an imperialist crew. I say as we uh, as we sit in the imperialist bar, trying to avoid too much negative <laughs> uh, attention. At that point, Lankis uh, comes by and says, "Oh, you talking about imperial ships? Are you talking about those sailors? What went missing?" What sailors? Well, no, but yes. you, you've piqued my interest. Uh, he says, "Well, the uh, there the uh, the Empire dispatched a caravan inland." Uh, supposed to bring enough uh, parts and gold to commission six new warships to uh, set out to the Emperor's will here in the Shattered Isles. All the whole caravan went missing out in the uh, or went missing out in the uh, uh, the oh, what was it called Fortune's Channel between here and the mainland. The whole ship just up and disappeared with all the armaments, the arms, the uh, wood and lumber. Just saying. Pirates and Fortune's Channel. Now that's rare. But uh, who else could have taken a, 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 a caravan of ships meant to bring such a robust haul? Six warships would have been built for the Empire. Six! That's quite a few ships. All we need uh, is and, one. He, and he remarks on that and you can tell he's upset by it because six warships would have been incredible for the Empire here. That's like 120,000 gold pieces worth of yeah, uh, ships. Uh, a lot of pieces of ships. Yeah, and so like it sounds we like... we got a hold of that... Could build a ship. <laughs> Take way too long. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't uh, have any clue... Or do you try and press and ask anything about rumors of where other ships might be? Uh, or do you kind of let him go back to cleaning glasses? No, where, where are, are there any Imperial ships perhaps hiring temporary crew? Uh, he says that uh, the sh- uh, Imperials aren't much for hiring uh, the Empire more typically. Well, uh, press gangs uh, people and gives them commis- uh, commissioned off or, or com- takes commissioned officers who pay for the post. Uh, but yeah, those are... Uh, you know, if I had any guess, I'd say it's the Sea Ghost what did that ship in. The Sea he Ghost? He nods knowingly. Now I'm curious. You can't leave us on Sea Ghost. What is this? A dwarf uh, steps up to the bar and says, The Sea Ghost be a ship dreadful entirely. It prowls the sea like a spectral demon harassing and haranguing any ore shipment we try to send back to the mainland. We've even tried to bring armaments across, and the sea ghost comes out of a veil of mist. 
uh, and suddenly emerges, takes our ship by surprise. She carries not a single cannon and nothing, I swear, nothing, but, uh, but men, ghostly men who board, quiet as raves and take everything from the ship. Hardly kill any, but a few throats get slit. She's a menace what prowls the, uh, what prowls the fortune's channel. And if anyone, if you happen to ever find out where she is, well, Manistred Copperlocks got good funding meant for paying a, a fine bounty on whoever brings the captain of their ship's head to us. Thousand gold pieces for the captain of the Sea Ghost. Thousand gold pieces. It's not bad. That's really cool gold. shit. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah, but it helps the imperialists. I don't mind helping. Or we could just get on the ghost ship and be part of the ghost ship. Hard to mutiny a ghost ship. I don't know if I'm... Uh, I don't know if I could even at this point. I, I might not want to mess with that too closely. Uh, so he tells you about yeah this so yeah his, like the conversation kind of disappears and the dwarf goes back after ordering his drink, uh, and you've heard about the sea ghost, a uh, ghost that appears out of the mist and uh, torments uh, ships, silent as wraiths. The men uh, board slit the throats of a few and take everything from the hold and disappear. Uh, you hear about the ship, and apparently there's a substantial bounty, thousand gold pieces for whoever can bring the captain's head. Uh, and also a ship in it if you were to take the sea ghost um, but you would be furthering the imperialist cause but you'd get yourselves a ship if you were to find and uh, seek out the sea ghost I feel like it would take a ship to have to track that down though <laughs> she has to lay anchor somewhere yeah I guess if we find On out islands. Well, the only so this island's pretty sizable, and you know geographically, the only like good anchorages would either be mainland, which is basically desert, or uh, in like cliffside caves, or would be here in uh, the island or in Providence, which is the island that Port Providence is on, and is a sizable island that uh, basically you'd have to be anchored somewhere there to be able to strike in the Fortune's Channel so frequently. There could be some rumors if we looked around. I know. Uh, is the dwarf still there, or uh, he's returned back to his table? But you could grab his attention if you wanted. No, I don't really want to. Out of character. I mean, I'm saying the craziest shit ever about getting Rubera's dad ship, but now I'm thinking of getting passage on the Sea Ghost. That'd be really fun. We could just feel them out. I mean, they're anti-imperialists. Do they slit the throats of every ship, or? Uh, they've been raiding, apparently, ships passing, like, uh, sh- uh, sending armaments and weapons of war uh, as they pass the fortunes, through the Fortunes Channel. So mostly hmm. Imperial ships. Yeah. yeah. They do sound pretty metal. I don't know. Could be a good lead to fly under the radar. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, or they there would be, I mean, at least, like... Um, Maybe a ship that can be repaired that they took down that we might be able to grab. Yeah, I like that. I don't know if I necessarily want to kill him, but uh, yeah, that's a cool lead. I smash my hand on the table for more sour ale. More is poured. (laughs) 
while you're all performing, I could try to find rumors and see if I can discover any information about it of like where it is or like who's on it or like what's going on. Because this is obviously like an imperial point of view that they're like bad. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, cool. So is it all agreed you want to investigate the uh, sea ghost further as a uh, possible route to uh, getting your own ship? Uh, or at least getting enough coin to start considering buying a ship because it's rare. It's unlikely you'd find one for three thousand gold pieces unless you're buying like a dinghy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I also want to. I want to try and look around for rumors of maybe like a smaller imperial ship that might be docked here. Mm-hmm. That maybe uh, you try know, and commandeer, commandeer in the middle of the yeah. night. So you are aware that stealing an Imperial ship is uh, not super great idea just because the Empire would surely try and hunt you down, and it would be hard to return to somewhere like... Because recall that most pirates, while this isn't a safe zone, they do view this as a place you shouldn't raid at uh, as it is a free port. Um, Currently still a free port. Uh, And so you could uh, steal a ship from here, but it might get you labeled as pirates and never welcome in port providence or mm-hmm. become the quarry the quarry of imperialist uh pirate hunters mm-hmm. it's doable just it, yeah. robbing the empire is a less good idea than like some random merchant speaking of rumors i am curious as to why rubert the child of a pirate was hanging out in an imperious bar enough that he knows the the ladies here uh it has changed more recently uh as the empire's been encroaching in people's secret viewpoints of being imperialist versus traditionalist have started to come to light this was not always an imperialist bar this used to be a free port where we were free from the tyranny of the empire it was an ideal of freedom that has dwindled as of late. All right. Um, so I think this is probably a good point to leave off with the uh, group deciding they want to try and seek a uh, ship. They have gained gainful employment in, uh, or at least housing, in, in running a uh, carnival. We've got a fallback you can, you can charge whatever fee you want. I don't know that people will attend. Uh, So you'll get some money from it, uh, Mm -hmm. but not a lot. I'll use the Dungeon Master's Guide running a business rules to see how much you end up making. Uh, But this is not a sustainable life for you at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, what I will say is the next day, uh, there actually is a uh, terrible uh, bit of charlatanism in which somebody uh, who had been selling wood to several, or like uh, sailcloth to several uh, fishing vessels, uh, has apparently been selling poorly woven sailcloth that tattered apart when a uh, freak storm hit. That storm left many ships uh, stranded at sea, and uh, when the morning catch was supposed to come in, hardly any ships came in, making for a terrible catch. As a result, uh, the uh, townsfolk are frustrated and prone to bickering. Everyone around you is in a bad mood the next day. A few people want to talk or help. And uh, sure enough, uh, Gellin Primewater is available for uh, 
asking for your uh, 50 gold pieces that he owes you thanks to your bet. What up? It's your favorite bard, Robert Grayson, played by Ryan. Uh, thank you all once again so much for listening to episode 10 of Chaotic Normal. Um, this, I think, was by far my favorite episode and kind of is the basically intro to the new arc and uh, the official unveiling of the Aristocrabs. Um, yeah, uh, be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes. Check out uh, chaoticnormal.com for links to all the episodes and all of our social medias there. And uh, stay tuned because we've got some bonus episodes in the works that will be up on Patreon probably the next couple weeks. So uh, get ready for all that. Um, so yeah, until next week, I'll uh, talk to you all then. And, uh, stay cool, baby. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.